Street. What is happening, you guys? Welcome back to the Heliscape Podcast. Today, we got a really rad guest on. We got my buddy, Peter Morris. Peter Morris is an awesome guy. Uh, I got the pleasure to skate on Wisdom Skateboards with him. I uh, finally got to meet and skate with him last summer when he came out here to Southern California. This dude is super creative. He has his own style for art like no one else's. Uh, it's just very unique. It stands out. His skating style is the same way. Uh, really all around good dude. Had such a great time hanging out with him last summer. Uh, so I'm excited for you guys to hear a little bit more about um, Peter and his story. So let's give Peter Morse a call. What up? What up, Peter? How's it going, man? It's good, man. Good, good. Well, we got you on the Healer Skate Podcast, man. I'm excited. It's a long time coming, but we got you on. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to make it work. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So, hey, what have you been up to today? You said, I know we're trying to coordinate this time to meet up, and uh, you were doing some lessons, I think you said, right? Yeah, so um, I work at a, an indoor park and do a couple other things, but all week long, I uh, schedule like private lessons with kids. So um, the I had three kids today. One of them ended up canceling, and then the other two both have like garages where they have like a mini ramp. Oh, right. So, yeah, and they live like one of them lives like thirty minutes one way from me. One like probably twenty the other. So I was just kind of driving around and skating with some kids and. Um, I guess a cool thing was uh, this kid Liam did his first burial flip today, and I got to film it. So that was that was sick. To yes, rad man, dude. I I totally remember my first burial flip. It was <clears throat> probably I think in progression. I think I learned like shove it, kick flip, and then burial flip right in that perfect order. So dude, that's awesome. I definitely remember mine because I I learned tricks kind of backwards. So I learned I learned to shove it before I learned how to ollie. And then I learned to ollie, and then my first flip trick was a varial flip for some nice. reason. So I don't know why. I think it's just because I could do the shove it already, and the kickflip was turning. So it's yeah. like, just made sense, you know? I've actually heard that before. People say that your kick, some, you know, sometimes people's kickflip turns automatically. Yep. And uh, yeah, man, like today I was skating my local park down the road, and I was, this kid, I was teaching him 180s, <clears throat> front side 180s. And, uh, yeah just some things are weird like that where i was like hey dude roll backwards and try a 180 and he totally busted a half cab yeah so i'm like all right so what what do you feel how do you feel about the varial flip there's some controversy around that thing the varial flip okay so (laughs) i i like for myself i made myself hate it because i did it so much (laughs) so because it was like my trick for like from when i was probably nine till i was like 14 so i would like do them off like loading docks and like stair set like everything i would just try to do it on nice and uh then i learned tray flips and then i couldn't do it anymore same here it was like (laughs) yeah and then it kind of like became like not cool like do you remember when it was like people were like oh varial flips like they were not cool for a while kind of came out of nowhere yeah and everyone's hating on them yeah yeah, so then, so it was kind of good timing for me because I lost them anyway. So I was like, oh, whatever. I can relearn <laughs> the varial flip. Um, and then now, like, I like them, but I'm not, I'm not that good at them. I think the switch ones like work better for yeah. me because I'm not, I'm not that good at switch trays. I can kind of do them, but the effort 
is a lot more. So like the switch varial flip, like they probably look better than my regular one. Cause the regular one, I like overdo it, you know, like it's too easy to overdo the shove. Yep. On it. Yeah. Once you learn that tray flip, you're cursed to do the varial <laughs> flip, but I don't know if that's a bad thing though. Tray, tray yeah. flips. I, I don't know. Got it's tray flips got an up on a varial flip for sure. Yeah. So right on, man. Well, dude. Um, so Peter, kind of brief little summary. Just who who is Peter Morris? Oh man. Um, yeah. Even you even warned me this, but it was it was hard to <laughs> uh, try to to summarize it. But I guess uh, I I'm obviously a skateboarder. That's how we know each other. Yes, sir. It's through that, but um, I I play a lot of music and. Um, do different art stuff. I went to art school, so that's definitely like part of who I am. And, um, and then obviously like, you know, one of, I guess I would say like one of God's kids, one of God's friends, hard to like describe how I'd put that. But like, that's a big part of like, if I had to describe like my identity, I think like thinking of myself as that has a big impact on me Yeah, and like causes me to like, choose my decisions differently or like as I do. Right. And then, um, I got, I got like mad nephews and stuff. So I'm, I'm a big time uncle. So that's fun. And I think it's cool how that works out. Like I work with kids and then like, I got all these nieces and nephews that I hang out with. So like <laughs> I'm hanging out with little kids all the time, but, um, but that's cool too. Cause I'm like reliving, I'm not even like a dad or anything, but I'm like reliving a lot of stuff and being like, wait, dinosaurs are sick. Like, why don't I think about that? You know, like all that stuff is like, I guess, part of my life too. That's um, that's awesome, man. I, I bet that yeah. kind of uh, ties into maybe influences some of your art. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think <laughs> I've heard like other people say this, but like. I think the sickest kind of art is like when you see somebody like try really hard to draw something realistic and it just looks bad, Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's like kind of my favorite stuff. So like a lot of the stuff I think like I can like look at something and draw it like pretty much how it is, you know, like I had to draw all these still lifes and stuff in school. So like it's not that hard for me to do that, but it's way more fun to just like do whatever and like if it's messed up like finish it yeah <laughs> and so that's kind of how a lot of my stuff like i'll think about something and like maybe part of it will be accurate to like the proportions of what it should be but then i'll just if something gets screwed up i'll just leave it because otherwise it's like you could take a photo you know what i mean yeah. like why wouldn't you just take a photo if you wanted it to be yeah exact but you're definitely right because little kids draw me stuff dude i've had like multiple kids draw me a picture of me skating or whatever and give it to me. That's awesome. And I think that's like the sickest, you know, That's because awesome. they're not, they're not trying to do it all perfect. They just think like that's how they see it in their head or whatever, you know, there's so much more behind it, you know, like just that yeah. r- raw, like, dude, I want to make this for you, man. Cause you helped me skate. So here's this picture of you skating. Yeah, dude, I'll be driving home, like shedding that Denzel tear multiple times when oh, stuff yeah. like that happens. Oh dude, I me and you both, <laughs> man. Yep, yep. Um well that's rad, man. That's cool you get to do that and that's that's a cool perspective on art too. It's kinda like skating too. It's like mm-hmm. you know, you can't just like <clears throat> you know, go out and just 
envision something super perfect and just do it. You know, there's always going to be a twist of the body or, you know, some little variation in your landing where it just, you know, that's how your style is. You know, like there's certain people like the old Jamie Thomas videos, that dude was just so gnar when he was landing everything. And that was just his, his style. That's like, and you can compare that to like what you said with drawing, like, you know, you, you don't try to do it perfect, but the way it comes out is like how you want it. Right. Yeah. You should still feel proud of it. I, I think for sure. So that's kind of like, I guess with music, art and skating, like all, everything I do, I don't, I don't like want to refine it too much to a point. Cause I think it gets rid of like the uniqueness of it. But at the same time, I, I'll spend hours trying to just do it till I, it, it's a way that I like, or yeah. I can like feel proud of. Cause Sometimes I like you'll do something immediately and you're like, oh, and it's like acceptable, but it's not the way that like either you imagined it in your head or it's just not like it, like when you watch it, you're like, oh, all I can notice is like my arm flinging back, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I actually got a funny story super quick about that, but I was <laughs> film, I was trying to film a kickflip crook on this ledge and uh, I landed it and dude, I was kind of like when I popped out I like twisted my arm like over my face and it looks like I sniffed my armpit like when I do it so I like spent all this time to do it and then I looked at it I like watched the clip and I just deleted it because I was oh I was gonna say I was was gonna say that should be your uh picture for the post letting people know your episode's ready I actually probably is in my recently deleted so I was just filming it on my phone um I think at the park, but I showed someone and I was like, yo, does it look like I'm sniffing my armpit? And they were like, yup. And then I was like, dang it, I can't use this. That's rad, man. Yeah. I'm always pointing in my tricks for some reason, like my, my right hand, my back hand, I'm like pointing. It's interesting. And then, yeah. Then when I was a kid, I had like, I would do some weird thing for like balance or just overall prep. It's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're like a young kid, you're just kind of gangly and awkward and it's like the same for when you're newer at skating. You get yeah. uh, you get these weird positions because you don't have like the right muscles yet. And so I did this weird thing with like my wrist. I would like hold them out weird. And so my friends would call <laughs> me the praying mantis. Dude, that's actually pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like have a problem sometimes. Like I've been trying to learn a lot of like I'm trying to like just work with what I got. Like, so if I know a trick, I'm like, okay, maybe I can 180 out of it, like the wrong way or whatever. Like, just trying to like figure out like tricks that I can do and like add on to them. Yeah. And a lot of the times when I do the like, if you're doing like the the alley oop 180 out, when I land it, I look like I'm like dabbing, and <laughs> I, I hate it. But like sometimes I have to just take it. Like if it was good, but I did the dab, I'm like, I gotta just do it. But I've had people like comment on my stuff or like dm me and be like yo did you just try to like dab when you did and i'm like dang it trying to like but, steeze out a yeah trick, but it's just you know? it's literally i just can't help it and also natural. i broke my i broke my right wrist and like i have like 12 bolts and a plate in it oh, i broke geez. it like really bad and so when i land if i'm leaning back i always just lift up my right hand because i'm like trying not to fall on it but it's yeah. the same thing people will point out that i do that but like i'm not trying to look sick or anything i'm just <laughs> it's just like a caution thing you know yeah yeah dang man it's crazy how the body adapts like that yeah i, I don't think i i uh, noticed that because yeah dude i was 
when I did a little intro here for the episode, I mentioned how you got to come out to California. We got to meet and uh, hang out, skate, get some burgers and stuff this past Dude, summer. that was so fun. Yeah, I loved that. Yeah, man. You're the rad. man for picking me up at some random gas station. <laughs> yeah, totally <laughs> like normal, you know? Like, I do that a lot with people. Just, <laughs> just <laughs> Yeah, that was a good day, man. Yeah, we got to skate the van skate park. Um, that was your first time there, right? Um, no, I've been there like... So, do you know, um, you know, like, uh, John DePoy and Diesel, right? Yeah, Diesel's the man. You know, you know, TJ Harris? Oh, yeah, also the man. Yeah, and he, like, works there, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, so I've skated there with them, but, like, years ago, and, uh, it was, like, back when you had to wear a helmet and stuff, so. Oh, okay, I think, yeah, I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, but it was my first time skating, like, I was, like, I think I was in high school still, or, like, just graduated, maybe, and the park was, like, super fresh. Oh, that would have been brand new. Yeah, I went there with TJ and, and John and skated it, but, like. I don't really remember it, you know, I didn't yeah. know that I did it. Cause like when I got to the park, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I remember this, but like, I don't remember like what I skated or anything. I think I just remember like I had to wear a helmet and that was like how you feel when you have to wear a helmet, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's how it is, man. So, but it's, it, you know, it's good. I make kids do it. And I, if I skate like a big bowl or something, I usually wish I had one. Oh, you yeah. know, because I don't always know what I'm doing in those things. Oh yeah, you can get messed up in a bowl. So mm-hmm. yeah, man. But yeah, so you got a rollout last summer, and we got connected um, through Kyle and Wisdom Skateboards. Yeah, um, that's that's that was rad. Um, so Kyle's let's man. let's get yeah, Kyle's awesome, man. I'm trying to get him out here too. So him and him and AJ. But um, yeah, man. So let's get in. So speaking of Wisdom Skateboards, let's talk about you know your current sponsors or companies you got or any ministries you're involved in um yeah yeah so um i get shoes from clearweather um and they're kind of like i don't think too far from you but those dudes are really sick i met uh cole who's like one of the reps um a couple years ago and we were like instagram friends and he just started hooking me up with shoes and um yeah it they're really really good people and they like they're trying to keep it like um, independent and like not let it get like massively corporate or anything like yeah. that. And yeah. it's the I think the um, the Brewbakers uh, they like were part of Supra. I'm pretty sure. So I think that that like they used to do that and then they quit or whatever, and now they're doing this and like. Sick. They're just sick. They like skate and test all the shoes, and I think they just kind of make whatever they want, like whatever they want in a shoe. Yeah, they make it and they test it, and they have like a handful of dudes that um, skate the shoes and stuff. And so, yeah, that's I get shoes from them, and I'm real grateful for that because like I go through shoes pretty quick, and you can spend a lot of money on shoes, like oh, yeah. just ripping the same spot over and over. Yep. Um, so there's that, and uh, Wub Wheels which Jerry is the man he runs that out in uh, Saginaw, Michigan. So they make wheels, but they also make like jackets and pants and like backpacks and they just do everything. They just like, I feel like they just make whatever, like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. They made boards before, like they've made kind of just anything. So like that's pretty sick cause they have like their own embroidery machine and they like do everything themselves. So I feel like they can just, I don't know, like 
they can just order something like a bunch of bags and then they can just like sew and like print, do whatever they want to do to them. And so they have like a lot of cool ideas and I've made like designs for them and like I did like a wheel for them. Yeah. I remember that. Um, That's sick. Yeah. So those dudes and then, um, unlikely, which is, uh, kind of a branch off of what Kyle's doing in Wiz- with Wisdom Skateboards because we just were kind of always shooting ideas back and forth and I've helped do designs for Kyle and um, so yeah, that's kind of still in the works a little bit. We got some boards on the way right now but yeah, but yeah it's the same same wood, same shape as like the Wisdom stuff. Right on, man. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so <clears throat> unlikely, that's sick because um, yeah, I remember me and Kyle were chatting, he was kind of filling me in on, you know, your plan to do unlikely and because yeah because we because i did the one graphic for wisdom and then around that same time that came out you did yours and then mm-hmm. did uh preston have one too or you guys had like or you, you guys kind of no, i i think i used like a photo of him in my graphic and stuff mm. and like we we kind of just collaged uh, so i think he he may have contributed some photos because i used like photos that i had like film photos i took and drawings and different stuff like that for that graphic i know there was a picture of him when he had like a really hoss mustache that i put on there so that was like on the board but yeah he did one of the unlikely graphics though the like pyramid one right on yeah that's rad man so yeah so like right on so you got unlikely so cool clear weather web unlikely Oh yeah, there's a couple more. I forgot. We'll get we'll we'll get more into unlikely because I, I want to hear yeah, yeah. I want to hear about that. I want people to hear what you got going on with that. It's super rad and it's it's new. So we'll we'll touch on that in a sec. Yeah, yeah. Should I finish the sponsors or should I finish the unlikely? No, no. Yeah, let's see what else you got for uh, sponsors, man. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, so the Edge, that's like my local shop. They're really sick there. They like. I worked there for a little while, but they, I mean, when I was a kid, it was like the shop where you come in and there, someone would have like a little Caesars pizza and we'd just watch skate videos and do all that. But it's also a boat shop. So it's kind of insane because like they sell boats. And I think that's what's helped them is like, they don't rely fully on like selling skateboards or snowboards or whatever, or like wakeboards, but they sell boats and stuff too but it also makes it kind of hilarious because there'll be like dudes chilling in there like skating and then some dude in like a tuxedo will just walk in so it's <laughs> it's like it's a really sick shop but yeah it's it's kind of like crazy because they have this room with all these boats so you walk in and it just looks like a skate shop and then you go around the corner and there's like this whole showroom with like all these boats like boats are they like like yacht yacht boats or like fishing boats dude, they're like like pontoons and stuff but like they have lights and like bluetooth speakers and stuff and nice dude one time in the winter i was working there and i did not know what i was doing i had like this book that explained like what the boats were and i was supposed to read it so i could like sell boats to people <laughs> and this like really rich dude came in that everyone knew because he had like bought boats from him before and uh i was just working and it was snowing and it was like 10 a.m there's nobody there i was just like watching skate videos like at the desk and this dude came in and he was like yeah i'm trying to buy a boat and i was like i started sweating i was like okay i like took him in there and i was like showing him and he like bought the most expensive boat that we had dude and like easy sale. I, yeah and when i was like showing it to him i did dude i didn't know anything i was like i showed him <laughs> like where you could turn on these like blue lights and i showed him like 
they had these speakers and stuff, but I didn't know anything about like why it was a good boat. I was just like, this is the best boat. I'm just going to show him it because it's the most expensive. And then he bought it. And everyone else that like knew about boats was so mad when they came <laughs> in because like I didn't know anything and I sold this dude this boat. So that's kind of a funny story about the edge, but they're, they're awesome there, man. Like I love it. Cause when I teach kids, you know how, like if you send a ki- like a kid and their parents into zoomies, they might get someone serving them that like doesn't know about skating that much. Probably like, like no offense to them, but like they just maybe know like a little bit and they might give them like trucks that's too big for the board or like they might just like, you know what I mean? Or it might sell them like a longboard or accidentally or something like that. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's ever happened to the zoomies. <laughs> dude the zoomies out here like they, there's some i don't know anyways i just like <laughs> yeah anyways moving hate, on <laughs> not trying to hate but i'm saying that uh that has happened to me with kids coming in they're like yeah we bought this board at zoomies i'm like oh man because then i have to tell them like they can't use this you know or whatever so i like sending them into the edge because they those dudes will hook them up like they give them a discount and they like get them the right size board and like i don't know they just hook it up for them so i'm like really grateful that they always do that it makes my life easier and like also they just it's just cool when like there's adults that skate or whatever and they're gonna be like really cool and like encourage a kid like that just makes me feel good knowing that i can like send them somewhere where like that's gonna happen you know oh for sure oh yeah because you you get that with those core skate shops you know because yeah i mean not to not to hate on zoomies but like back in the day i actually worked there in high school this was way back in like um 2001 when zoomies was kind of a new company and they were yeah they they actually had like a legit skate shop and then from there they just corporate kind of ate them up and they just started selling all these like street brands, and then it was basically like a, a Pac yeah. Sun or a or a Tilly's or something <laughs> like that, just just apparel. And so with that, you know, it was just an apparel store that had boards, and so Dude. you know that's why you don't get you don't get people that are really immersed in the skate culture selling boards. So that's yeah, kind of why it gets such fault. a it's yeah. It's fault. not their fault. No. They're just caught up with zoomies and their 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 approach to the the company yeah dude but low-key i worked at zoomies for like a christmas season and it was it was so crazy because i worked at my first job ever when i was 15 i worked at pac sun i don't even know how i like my friend just worked there and somehow they hired me but like my mom had to drop me off and everything like it was whack but i worked there for a long time and my um my boss this uh girl chelsea she was super cool and like I liked working there because she was like nice and everything. And so she like had quit working there and she worked at Zoomies and um, we had just gotten the Zoomies and stuff. And like I don't know if this was like right before I worked for the Edge or yeah, it was like right before then. But she was like, hey, we really need holiday help. You know how they like try to get people in for like Black Friday and yep, like, all that. Yep. So she would she like was like, please like come. and you know how like a skater like nowadays it's like you it's kind of like the everyone's gonna be like bro you working at zoomies (laughs) and so i was like she was like please come help please come help and i was like okay so like because i i was like all right i respect her she's cool i want to help her out so i did it but it was like the worst when i worked there yeah you know (laughs) because because it was like during that super busy time and just like the other people i worked with were like just we were so in different parts of our life and like into different stuff that it was like pretty gnarly. So then she was like, Oh, are you going to like stay working after? And I like felt really bad because I had to like tell her that I like couldn't do it, you know, but 
So after I, I worked there, I actually worked at um, this coffee shop here for like, I worked there for a long time, but yeah, I left in, and I was a barista for like six years while I was in school after high school. And yeah, that was a great job, but um, got a new, got a new manager and that kind of, kind of changed too, but the skate lesson stuff started happening after that. So it all just kind of, the timing was good for all that. Right. um, And that's why you love coffee so much. Yeah. I got, uh, my sister got me on it young. I was, I think like nine and she worked at a Starbucks in a Barnes and Noble. And she was like, do you like coffee? And I was like, nah, cause like when you're a kid, you just try black coffee once and you're like, (laughs) yeah, you don't know you can do anything to it. Yeah, I was like, uh, no. And then she gave me like, oh yeah, I actually know what the drink is now. I know what it is because I found out later. But she gave me a Java chip frappuccino, and she was like, oh, you don't like coffee? Drink this. And I was like nine, and I drank it, and I was like, wait, coffee's really this is coffee? Like this is really good. And uh, then like my mom was all bummed because I kept wanting to drink those like glass Starbucks. Oh yeah, drinks that are like really sugary. <laughs> so sugary. And so, yeah, so she, my mom would sometimes let me have them, but she would make me drink, like, decaf and stuff, which made me feel less cool. And then when I was, like, in high school, I just drank normal. Like, I liked normal coffee by then, and I would just drink, like, just put some milk in it or whatever and drink it. And then when I worked at the coffee shop, then you get exposed to the whole world of, like, you know, like, oh, espresso, like, this is what espresso is, and, like, you know, like, all that stuff that you don't get because, like, They'll say, like, you'll be at the gas station gas station, and they'll be like, oh, it's a cappuccino. And you're like, oh, so a cappuccino means, like, a hot chocolate that comes out of a machine. But then when you work at the coffee shop, you're like, oh, it's, like, half foam with the espresso, blah, blah, blah. So, like, yeah, then I got into all that and got a Chemex. And, yeah, I'm glad that you like coffee, too, because I definitely, like, I get really uh juiced on some good coffee oh heck yeah man get juiced yeah yeah i just got some uh, coffee from um that mall grab dude that dude is sick he sent me some too and i sent him like a shirt and uh he's just a cool like he like replies to my story and just seems like a great guy i want to like i know nothing about him but i want to because he just seems so cool i know dude me me too mall grab guy if you're listening you're the mysterious mall grab coffee guy yeah yeah you're the man too (laughs) Yeah, you make some bomb coffee, like no joke. Like, like that, I'm, I sincerely mean that. Like, I don't know yeah. what the coffee scene is like in Michigan, but down here in Southern California, like, dude, we've got coffee. Like, we've got like cu- like craft coffee places galore, and Same, and no man. joke, dude. Like, mall grab coffee, it's it stands up against it. We always have like downtown. There's always stuff like popping up now because like Kalamazoo's kind of getting bigger. And it's always either, like, a coffee shop or, like, a roaster or, like, um, like a credit union is, like, the other thing that always pops up. And then, like, just new, like, um, like different, I don't know what you would call it, like, like little dive bars or, like, tap house type places yeah. are always, like, popping up. But, but, yeah, there's, like, five super good, like, coffee places downtown, like... Ones that you could take the dude that's like super picky, yeah, and like he's gonna sit there and like ask him all these questions and like be stoked on it, you know. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's like that's awesome, but it's also like overwhelming sometimes. Like sometimes I go down there and I'm like, 
Should I go to Rose Gold? Should I go to Black Owl? Should I go to like Factory Coffee? There's even a coffee shop like we have called Fido Motors where there's like people. It's like half a shop where people are like working on scooters and like motorcycles and like bikes, and then it's half like a coffee shop. So Dude, like, that you walk sounds in and that sounds really manly. Yeah, there's like a dude with a wrench, and then there's like a girl reading a book. <laughs> That's like awesome. <laughs> a macchiato. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick. That's rad, so man. There's, there's a lot of little places like that, and there's like a bookstore that you know has like a coffee shop. There's all these like little weird cool things popping up, which which I like, and I think that's like why the city is like more people are coming here. But it's still small, which I like, and I I feel like the people are like not acting like they're in Chicago or whatever. So yeah. that's cool. So let's jump into <laughs> that, man. So just to finish up your sponsors, so you had um, Stick oh, yeah, yeah, and right. Flick, right? Yeah, yeah. My friend Kyle, Kyle Kearns, he's a man. Um, he started that here in Michigan, like probably seven years ago or something, and just did it at his house, was making them. And um, then now like Zoomies sells them and like other shops carry them, like the skate park that I work at with Preston um, Battleground, they carry them. And uh, they work really good. I throw them on the inside of my shoe when I get a hole, and it's like another layer of suede. They make like canvas ones too, but I just like the black suede ones. Throw them in there. And then Look Detroit is a clothing company that's been hooking me up for a couple of years. And they have like really cool shirts and other stuff. And uh, yeah, Detroit is a great city too. I, I love going down there to street skate and stuff like skating downtown Detroit super fun and there's a lot of a lot of good people out there too so I'm I'm thankful to be be close right on man those guys but yeah sorry I almost forgot that right on so right on so those are all your sponsors um that's rad man that's a good group of sponsors there and um we'll get into kind of like where you grew up and everything but um just to touch back on unlikely skateboards yeah um, so yeah, how, how'd that get going? Like what was kind of the thought behind all that? Um, so I just like, let's see. So I, I was just thinking about it cause I was helping Kyle do stuff with wisdom and, um, I just felt like what that was in, in the past before Kyle owned it and everything was just pretty different than, um, what I felt like we all were kind of striving towards. Yeah. And I was just thinking about, like, there's a lot of cool, um, like, videos coming out in the area I live. And, like, me and my friends, like, Dave and Preston are, like, pretty involved. And we, we like to go and film and skate and just, I don't know, like, hang out and support the skate community. Like, whatever anyone's doing. Like, people do little pop-up art shows and little premieres and stuff. And um, so we're always, like, trying to be a part of that. And I guess, like, I wanted to create something that was like you know faith-based like all the graphics and stuff mean mean something to me between like me and god or like my friends and god and whatever but i want to i want them to be able to be accepted by anybody because i feel like if some guy doesn't believe the same as me and i want to hook him up with a board i don't want to just give him like this massive board with like a dude like jesus on the cross on it or something right and he and he's gonna be like bummed now or like just feel weird about it like I want it to be for everybody, you know, and, and obviously the hope is that people will, will come to know like how much God loves them and everything, but it's not through like pushing that on anybody. It's just kind of like, you can come be a part of this and like, we'll, you know, sponsor the, your video and like give you boards to throw out and like 
someone doesn't have to be like a Christian to like it, you know, but it's still, um, you know, everything's done mindfully. And so that was kind of like what started it, started that thought process. Cause I feel like a lot of stuff just gets shot out real quick. Like you just throw a cross on it or like a Bible verse and everyone thinks it's great. And that's not bad. That's not a bad thing, but like being just like the way I am and like being kind of picky, I guess like I just want to feel proud of that stuff, you know, like I feel like God should get the best of like what we can give him. And like with a brand, I just want to like, I don't do everything the best. I'm not like some amazing artist or whatever, but it's like, I want to give, if I have the ability to give input to like a company, you know, I want to give that like my best and like feel proud of it before God and before like other skaters, you know? Right. So right. I guess that's kind of like what got that started was like, man, Kyle's like unlikely. He goes, you know, calls himself like the unlikely servant. And I was like, man, it's pretty unlikely that I'm like going on mission trips with this guy that I just met, you know? And like, even that I am like, just being a Christian skateboarder is just weird anyways. Like, I'm like going to church every week, like reading my Bible every morning. And then I'm like mostly hanging out with like not Christians and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And mostly, and I'm like, I think that's good. Like, I'm glad I'm not just around Christians all the time. Oh man, um, I, I can know, relate so. to you so much. What you just said is, is awesome. And I'm, you know, if anyone's listening and they're like, Oh, you know, why wouldn't you put a cross on a board? You know, I, I challenge you to, to kind of think like, you know, yeah, not like hating too, just to say. Like. Yeah, and it's not hating, <laughs> but but there's people you know that I I know, you know, and I've heard even my pastor said this. He was telling a story of when he was a youth group leader, and one of the kids' moms was like, "Hey, when are you going to do, you know, church events where it's just the kids in the youth group and not like open it to outsiders?" And I'm yeah. like, that thinking is so sad because how how like. How much more uplifting for a Christian is it to see like the gospel work and to see someone come to Christ and and have their life transformed? Because if you're just in a yeah. box with the same kind of people every day all the time, I mean, what's that? What's that gonna do? You're not you're not even you're not even obeying the commandment to go out and share the the gospel. <laughs> yeah, and I think that that's what like kind of freaks me out. Is I feel like there's a lot of people that just kind of isolate themselves to like this little club and they, they make other people feel like they're looking down on them. And like, I've never wanted that. Like I never, if some dude like is talking to me even like about God or whatever, or he's not. And he, and he like is smoking weed or something or whatever he's doing. Like, I don't want him to think that I think less of him as a person for whatever he's doing. If, if I don't do the same things as that person, you know? And so like, I think that that's what's, harsh about like Christianity or like the way that a lot of churches present themselves is like so perfect. Cause yeah. I'm not like for sure. And like, we all know we're not, but it's like, there's such a pressure on Christians to act like they do everything right. And to act like they can't be around anybody that like, isn't exactly like them. And so like, I've always kind of wanted to push against that because like the best things that like I've seen happen that like, I know God was a part of was a lot of times like not like a <laughs> at church, you know, it was like just a, a happening of like, you know, someone like a car breaks down on the side of the road and like you're trying to help them out or someone's trying to help you out. 
and then like their God is in that scenario. And it wasn't like, because everyone was like on their best Christian behavior, but it was just like somebody reaching out to like share love to somebody else. And I think that like, you know, it's like God's spirit. If it lives in us, it's like, we're affected by that. Like everything we do is affected by that. And so like, I don't need to go tell everyone like if I think they're doing something wrong, you know what I mean? I just need to be myself and like, try to try to do what I would want, you know, like, or love someone the way I would want to be, which I feel like if I wasn't a Christian and someone just out the gate started preaching at me, I'd be like, not into it. You know what I mean? Oh dude, it's happened to me. Yeah. When I was working yeah. at, when I was working the sales job, this guy would come in and he would just, this was way back in the days, probably like 10 years ago. And he would just come in and he would just like drop these DVDs on my desk. Like, Hey, like watch this. This is about God. And like, like, I don't, I honestly was like, dude, this guy is freaking annoying. Like I, I, yeah. I genuinely, I was like, I don't like this guy. This guy is mm-hmm. not cool. I can't relate to him. And like, you know, I don't know why he keeps trying to talk about God to me. Cause every time he came in, he would just start talking about God and he wouldn't even talk about, um, like, like what I was into or there's no other common interests that we were talking about. And so this guy just kept talking about God and it was like totally unrelatable. So it's kind of cool what you're doing with unlikely because, you know, like if someone has a talent for like skating or art, you know, you don't have to draw like across every single time. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be whack. Yeah, that'd be whack. Like you don't have to draw across every single time or make everything just shout out. Put your Christian pants on or whatever. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you could you could do something amazing and then through that someone's like, Whoa, this art is amazing. Who did it? And then they want to know about you, and then that's where you could share your faith, you know, and that's kind of what it sounds like you got going on with Unlikely. It's where, you know, people are seeing this aesthetic of this rad this rad skateboard company but then once they get to know the riders and what it's all about then they know yeah i i think kind of what i was telling you before like i just feel like uh, like i like who god is to me is like everything and i know for a lot of people they see like some mega church or whatever or, or someone just judging somebody and they think like God is like that and that like breaks my heart I know because I want everyone to know who he actually is and like not just the assumption people have or not just think of like that dude like dropping off the DVD to you and think like oh God's like that yeah you know because God's been misrepresented like all throughout history like people have done awful things in God's name, but like, if you actually have had him in your life or, you know, had like any kind of encounter or whatever real moment with him, it's like changes everything. And I think people like, they they could be like, Oh, that's the worst thing ever. Like Christians are the worst, you know? And, And I see how people think that, but then it's like, if they met Jesus or whatever, it would be, they'd realize like, that's everything they're wanting in life. Yeah. Like the reason you want acceptance from like, a girl or a guy or like your family or whatever, or like money, like all these things that like people seek comfort in or they seek like whatever it's, that's all in God. Like, like I feel like we were born wanting that in our hearts, like wanting God, but we like take all that stuff out on like the wrong stuff in life. And so like, I just want people to find, find God and find him through, you know, whatever it is that they're, 
interested in which if that's skateboarding that's awesome if that's music that's awesome if it's art whatever that's cool but like yeah somebody just trying to force it on anybody is not really that's like i don't know that that wouldn't work for me i wouldn't be hyped on that if i wasn't having the privilege of like knowing god or like growing up with a dad that like knows god and stuff you know yeah man because i mean just think of that like you learn so much through your through your parents, you know, and, and you learn so much that a lot of what you learn, they don't even tell you, you learn just from observation. And so there's so much to be said by just someone, you know, people say like, you know, there's a saying, there's a saying that I don't know who said it or anything, but you know, someone says, you know, you, you can't, what is it, what it it goes like, you can't share the gospel without words or something like that. Um, I find that so false, dude. Um, especially, you know, there's a lot of kids out there with special needs and they like don't have words. Um, and words can like really damage. And so, but if you're just observing people, like you're going to notice and, you know, um, you might be the only gospel that someone reads or the the only Bible that someone reads. And so just like you said, if they're observing you and your actions, that, that speaks so much more than words. Yeah. And like, I think that God would way rather you be living out Christianity in your life than just like faking it on the internet and like saying what everyone would want you to say on the internet to be like assumed as Christian, you know? And so it's like, I want to just actually do that. And I think a lot of the stuff Jesus did, like when he fed everybody, he wasn't like, I'll feed you if you do the right thing. You know what I mean? Like he fed all those massive groups of people because like he loved them. Yeah. And I think we're it's assumed that we're supposed to live like that, but a lot of Christians are like they don't want to do it unless it's like how they want. Like they want to serve God kind of on their terms like oh, I'll serve this guy like or I'll help him if he changes or whatever, but like Jesus kind of just he he did it for like you know that verse that's like um you know it, what is it? It rains on the uh the just and the unjust or whatever. Yes. And it's like, they used to like need rain for, I mean, people still do, but like for (laughs) crops to grow. They really needed it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. More than, more than we do in Michigan. That's for sure. But anyways, um, yeah, it's like God is, is giving that to whoever. And like, some people are going to recognize that and like come to him and some people aren't, but he like, he kind of leaves that on them. Whereas I feel like a lot of Christians are kind of just shoving it like, you do this or like you're, you're not part of what yeah. we, we're doing, you I was, know, and oh, I, I don't man. really like that. No, dude, I was just reading, um, ah, shoot, I, a lot of the Bible, like I know the stories, but it, the actual book and verse I get thrown off, I but you. it was, yeah, it same. was, uh, Jesus was telling a parable about, um, he was freestyling. Yeah, he's freestyling. There's a dinner, <laughs> there's a dinner and he invited all these people Right. And so, but no one would come. It was like the high people of the society and no one came. And so Mm -hmm. Jesus was just like, go grab all the cripple people, go grab all the homeless people, grab just like everyone on the streets, all this, the slummy streets, just grab them all. We're going to have dinner. And he like ate with them. And, uh, that's like what we should be doing, dude. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that like being, if you're like super rich and you have everything you want, like, it's going to be so much harder to see God like in your life. Cause every time you have a struggle, like you could kind of fix it in to some degree, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like somebody that has nothing, they're going to be like, all right, God, like if you're there, <laughs> like 
help me out you know what i mean but like some people don't get that privilege if they just have everything already so i think that's why it's kind of interesting you know because like a lot of the people that were in jesus's like squad they didn't they weren't like doing great you know what i mean no (laughs) (laughs) and i can like kind of relate with that they weren't they weren't they weren't rolling through the uh the boat shop you worked at buying the fanciest boats with all the lights Yeah, they weren't rolling in with the blazer. Yep, getting the most expensive boat. Yeah, right on, man. Well, um, well, shoot, man. Since we're on this topic, um, how how would you say, like, how did God grab a hold of you? Like, how did you get to know Him? So I would say I was trying to think about this too. Um, I would say that I always like because my parents are really cool and they always like talk to me about God and stuff. Like, I always had an awareness of God being in my life. And like, I always like grew up thinking about God. I went to like a Christian school and stuff. Um, but I think I didn't really, I, I didn't really, I kind of just went with it. You know what I mean? I kind of went with it yeah. and, uh, it was good and it made sense to me. Um, nothing was really like hard yet in life or anything. And then, um, I had a, there was a church I was going to and, um, some of the leaders did some stuff that was uh, hurtful to me and I don't think right. And I forgive them and I don't think maybe they even know what they did or whatever, but there was just some, some, some wrongs that happened and it made me question everything, you know, like I was like, wait a minute. Like I just was taking everything that these guys told me as true. And like, they just kind of like did some, some wrong stuff in God's name or whatever, you know? Yeah. And so that kind of had me, like wigging out and I kind of had like a couple years where I guess I would say I was kind of like um like stagnant like I didn't I wasn't not believing in God but I was just I had so many questions and I was really wrestling and kind of just not like I wasn't going where I wanted in life because I I just was kind of like all right whatever I'll just let I was just going on a lot of skate trips and kind of just put my energy towards like trying to film and not really like thinking about God as much because there was like hurt attached to it, you know? Yeah. Like I'd think about it and I'd be like, oh, like I'd hear a worship song and I'd be like, I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I, I know God's not like that, but like all these people that like take his name, like they're like, they're saying like, we love and accept everyone. And then they were like rejecting me yep. and whatever. So that kind of caused me, I guess where I would say things change where like, God was like in my life or whatever, but I don't, I wouldn't say that like Jesus was the Lord of my life or like, I wasn't asking him like, Oh God, what do you think I should do with my life? I was just kind of doing whatever I wanted. Yeah. And, um, not getting into huge trouble or anything, but also not like doing anything good either. So it didn't really matter. And so then like, I got to a point where I just was so unhappy. Like I was, I was trying to like do what I thought would make me happy. And like, nothing was working. Like I just felt worse and worse. And, um, eventually I was just like, all right, God, I I know that like things have been like weird between us, but like, I just need to know what you're like. And so I just decided I was going to read the Bible through all the way. And like, when I didn't get something, I was just going to Google it. And like, I'm not that good at reading. So a lot of the chapters I just listened to on YouTube, like I would listen to like a whole book while I was driving. And I would just like hear something. I'd be like, that seems weird. And I'd Google it. And then I'd be like, okay, the culture was different, whatever. Because the Old Testament is weird. Oh, it's really <laughs> weird. Yeah. And so I, I went through it. But like through all that, I like understood God's character. And I understood like how 
people took what God was trying to do for good and they abused it. And I was like seeing that happening now. And I was like, Oh, nothing's really changed. You know, like stuff goes wrong and it's not God's fault. It's just like, we sin, you know, like we do things wrong and sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally. And so like, I just started to like, I guess, build a relationship for the first time, but it wasn't based on like, just because it was what I was supposed to do. It was like, I was struggling to, to know, like, is this what I believe? Like, I just grew up with this. I don't know if I actually like, what if it's all false? Right. Right. But through going through that, it like, gave me like true faith like i feel like that's where my relationship with god actually became like my own thing and like where like now if if stuff goes wrong i like know that it's all good like i know that god's got my back and i know like why i'm here and like what i want to be doing in life and like what's important to me and like everything like things are hard still but it's like worthwhile whereas before like i was just trying to make myself happy and I couldn't do it and I was frustrated, but it's like now that's not my goal. You know what I mean? So it's like through seeking him and like, what do you want me to do? Like, what should I do? Instead of just thinking like, I want to do whatever I want. It's like, I'm trying to consider, all right, when God designed me, what was he trying to have me do? And that's like what I'm thinking about rather than like, how can I feel good at all times? You know what I mean? Right, right. And, and then just, like you said, learning to trust Him, trust in His plan, and knowing, too, that there's that verse where it says that, um, you know, like, what we see now is, like, uh, there's some different translations to this verse, but it says, like, what we see now is, like, looking in a foggy mirror. Like, we just can't yeah. see it clearly. But then, you know, yeah. it goes on to say that, you know, one day um, when we're in heaven, we'll see the full-on picture and we're, it's we'll funny be, that you mentioned that. I've like thought about that verse a lot. Yeah, it's such a rad verse because there's so many things where we're like, like I learned just through, you know, with like in um, one of the previous podcasts, I shared a little bit about my son, like, you know, he has a disability and so many people would be like, oh, that's bad. Or, or I even used to say like, oh, you know, like if bad things happen, trust God. But I don't, I don't really say bad anymore because it's just, it's unplanned oh. and ultimately, you know, like we've kind of come up with what's bad. We've defined it as a, as a culture. Um, but if yeah, we're trusting, nothing would be good if things weren't like less desirable at yeah. times, you know what I mean? Nothing would be, nothing would ever feel good if everything always felt good. Right, right. Dude, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. But, but then if we're, but we, we can see thing, all things as good relating back to the verse, you know, God works out uh, all things for the good of those who love him. If we're loving and trusting in him, because ultimately, you know, if, if we're trusting in God and we're doing everything for, for his glory, you know, things are going to be for the good. <laughs> it's yeah, all working sure. together in a good way, even though if it's not our plan, you know, it's like it, we can see the joy in it. We can rejoice in in God through all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. like some of the worst things that have ever happened to me, I'm so thankful they happened. Like yeah. now I'm like looking back, I'm like, I don't even know how God would have like changed me if that didn't happen. Right. You know, like I'm looking back at it and I'm like, and that's why I think what's my favorite verse. I, I wrote this down just because I didn't, I, I don't think you were going to ask me, but like a lot of podcasts, they'll ask someone like, what's your favorite Bible verse or whatever? Well, what, but, Peter, um, what's your favorite Bible verse, man? <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It's Proverbs three, five and six, 
which a lot of people know that one, I feel like, but it says, uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding yes. in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Yes. And, uh, for me, dude, that one's been really good because I realized I just cannot trust myself to like, think I know what I'm doing. Like I, I really can't because I, everyone sees in their head how they think like God should do something. You know, they're like, Oh, well, I prayed this and then he's going to do this to answer my prayer. And like, we have this preconceived thing, but like, he knows so much more than we do. And like, if we really trust him that he, he knows more than us and he like, he gets the full picture and knows what we actually need. Then, then you start to just pray different and you start to look at God different because I mean, dude, if God answered some of the prayers I prayed when I was 10, everything would be so screwed up right now. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's like, dude, we, yes. it sucks that we think we know like what's good, you know? So for me to like not lean you know, on my understanding is like a daily thing. Like when I wake up, I have like a general plan of like what I want to do, yeah. but I, I really try to like, all right, God, this is what I'm trying to do, but like, I don't know what's going on with everyone else in my life and like if you need me to do something else, help me to like really see that. And I feel like he's really answered those prayers for me. Cause I've had days that really just change, you know, or like things that like, like my grandpa right now is, um, he's kind of like losing his memory. And like, I've been hanging out with him a lot and it's been, he needs a lot of help and stuff. And that's changed things in my life, you know? Cause like, yeah. I'm trying to spend a lot of time with him and like, I feel like I can't even describe exactly how, but like, I just feel that's so important. And like the time I spend with him is really like special and I think it matters. But like, sometimes I'm just thinking like, yo, I got to do this and this and this. And like, this person's going to be disappointed in me if I don't do that. And then like, sometimes I'll just feel God be like, go eat lunch with your grandpa or whatever. And I'm like, and then when I do it, I'm like, okay, I'm so glad I did that instead of like stressing on all this stuff that I, that actually doesn't matter in right. the grand scheme, you know? Ah, so dude, such, such yeah. good words right there, man. But yeah, but yeah, dude, like I'm just, I just really feel like God gets such a bad rap <laughs> and yeah. it's bums me out cause he's the best, but like people don't, won't really like pick up the Bible, but they'll like, look at what you do in your life, you know? And so I, I think that that's like, a motivation to me is like, I can tr- just try to tell everyone I'm all a Christian, but it doesn't matter really. Like it really comes down to just like how, how Christians love people and treat people. And like God made every person dude. And that like has really kept me from, or like I have to try to keep myself from being like critical or like misunderstanding of people because like we're all different. And like, I don't, I'm not right. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. It's just like I got to pay attention to that and realize that, like, everyone needs something different. And, like, I can't just love on people that I like. That's, like, lame, you know? Like, I need to, to like, show love for people that I don't understand or that, like, grew up way different than me or that I just think are annoying or whatever. It's like that's the that matters a lot that I, like, show love to those people because that's not easy, you know? But, like... I think that matters the most. Isn't there like a verse that's like, um, you know, it's like you were nice to someone who can like 
help you out like great job no one cares <laughs> yeah dude it totally yes that is the that that's like the modern translation but um, yeah i think i was listening to the message or something but it was like it's like yes. wow you helped someone out that's gonna like pay you right back great job like, get, like yeah yeah it totally is oh i don't know the verse i i don't know I the don't exact either, verse but, but i know what you're I talking about, about yeah it's basically yeah, like, it's basically saying like oh yeah if you help someone out that's gonna like give you something back like big deal because that's easy like you get something from (laughs) it but do you really do you really have it in you to help someone just because you want to you want to love on them that agape love where you do it not to get something in return like a contractual love but just the Mm -hmm. agape love where it's just you do it because you know you you want to take care of that person and you don't you don't expect anything back and that's that kind of love that that god has for us that's what I want to be focused on because it's like I teach class like skate classes with little kids and like some of them are so like how I was or whatever like I relate to them more and then other kids are like rude to other kids like yeah. they'll they'll flex on each other dude like one kid will be trying to learn to shove it and he just started skating another kid will be like I can do that so easy and they'll just like do a shove it in front of the kid oh. and like I want to be like yell at the kid you know He's like break his but board instead, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, just be like, hey, don't show off or whatever, but instead I got to be like, pull him aside and be like, hey, man, like, that's awesome that you can shove it, but I think you just made him, like, kind of feel bad, you yeah. know, because he's trying to learn it, and it's like, it's harder to do that than it is to just tell the kid, like, quit showing off or whatever, but it's like, I'm not really being loving if I'm not, like, don't, like, you know, I got to make sure that kid understands that I love him too, the one that is showing off or whatever because he's the one that's like harder to deal with for me so i gotta think about that stuff a lot but dude and that's just like how you describe that picture right there like god totally does that to us though like if like i'm thinking back in times of my life and you kind of you you explained it too with your life where you're like oh i'm gonna do stuff to make me feel good or i'm gonna do things my way and then I know, per- personally speaking, like when I was doing that, you know, God was like, bam, like he like backhanded me like, nope, like <laughs> that's not, that's not what I want for you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird how it all works. I remember like when I was um, feeling like that in my life where I was just doing whatever and like I knew I was like doing things that were not right and I was always waiting to be like punished and it just never happened and it made me feel worse. I was like, like, okay, like I'm ready. Like, you know, hit me with lightning or whatever. Like I was, (laughs) like, I was just feeling so crappy, but like, I felt God's like love towards me and it broke me down eventually. Like I was just like, I can't do that. This sucks. Like, I don't like who I am. And like, I know better than to just be like living like this. And that was a good thing for me, but I, I like wanted that, like I wanted that like to happen, but I bet it wouldn't have been good if like. Like, I think God, like, deals with us in whatever way that, like, will change us and, like, actually make us whatever. Yeah. you know, some people need that, like, whatever, like, the the harsh rebuke or whatever. Yeah. And, like, I, I like, wanted that because I, like, was just hating myself. Yeah. But, like, instead, God was just, like, patient with me and I, like, couldn't stand that. I was, like, why are you doing – you know what I mean? Like, I didn't get it. Yeah. Oh, then, man. Amen. And then that like kind of brought me back around. And so I'm like, dude, if I, if God was like patient with me, I have no excuse not to be like 
understanding when other people are like messing up and like fumbling things. And so it's just like really, really like I want to just have grace towards people. And like some days I do well and some days I do really poorly, but I'm always striving towards that living that way towards people, like trying to not like throw the hammer down when like someone does something, yep. but to try to like think and like process how to deal with it and not like just react. Like yep. I, it sucks when you react and then you regret it, you know, yep. like you just react to something and you're like, dang it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. You just, just described it so well, you know, that's how God works with us, you know, where it's like, you know, the word says that he, he disciplines just like a loving father would. Um, where that encompasses his grace and mercy and the patience. And, you know, so many people, they get it wrong. And that, that might be kind of like a preconceived notion that some people have, where it's like, God like punishes you for like a past sin, or like, even if you're a Christian and you sin, like he's going to punish you for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It or like that he wants to super bad. Like he, that's, what yeah. He wants yeah. Like, like he's some mean guy. Like it just, it just doesn't work that way. And like some churches, um, dude, it like bums me out so much, but some churches like instill that fear on some yeah. people where it's like, Oh, you know, this is going on in your life because God's punishing you. It's like, no, that's not, that's not what's going yeah. on. Like the dude, Bible to, does not say that. <laughs> yeah. And to connect with like the stuff we were saying too. So like in the class I teach, one of those kids that gave me a drawing and is like a super like kid I like, you know, like he's really funny and whatever. And he's like easy to teach. He one time, so like I told him, I was like, hey, don't stand at the bottom of this quarter pipe because there was a kid trying to drop in. And like both kids were young, so neither of them is really paying attention that much. But like I've, you don't want a kid dropping in on another kid, no. you know. So I told him three times that he couldn't stand there because like the kid went and almost hit him like cool. multiple times. So this is the the about to be the fourth time that this kid didn't listen to me you know yeah and like the parents are watching and i'm like trying to do this class and i have like all these kids and like i kind of to this kid like he knew that he shouldn't be doing it and he was just doing it um to like i don't know what he he if he was trying to make me mad to be funny or what he was thinking but i had to like grab him really quickly by the shoulder and be and like tell him like hey man you got to go sit down you can't skate the rest of the time because he just wouldn't, because the kid dropped in again and he hit his board and the other kid fell and he was crying. <laughs> and so I had to be like, hey man, you like, you can't skate the rest of the day. And I had to be like kind of mean to him, but it was because like, if he, if I just don't do anything, he was going to keep doing that. Yeah. You know, and this kid slammed now because of it. And I hated doing that, but I knew I needed to do it. And then I had to, after I, that, after the class, I went and talked to him and I was like, hey, I d I'm not mad at at you but like if you do that and you think it's okay to do that and you let other kids think it's okay to do that someone could like break their leg or whatever you know like I was I told him that and he was silent he didn't say anything to me but then the next week when he came in he like gave me another drawing and he would like it meant a lot that he knew I wasn't like super mad at him I just yeah. needed him to like not be like hurting other people by what he was doing and I kind of feel like I could be wrong, but like, that's kind of sometimes how I see when God has to like step in and do whatever. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I hated doing that. It, I didn't enjoy it, but I knew like, this is what I got to do right now. Yep. Yep. You know? Yeah. And so I don't know. I think maybe it's like that, but I think ultimately just be part of believing in God is like trusting 
he's going to do it the right way. Yep. I don't know the right way. I'm That's not the judge. I'm not like all knowing, like I need to just trust that he's going to do it right. And like that has taken a lot of pressure off of me because like, I don't have to be right. You know, I can yep. just put everything on him and like lean on him. And I don't have to like tell everyone I know everything. Cause I, I don't. Yeah, man, we, we don't dude. And, and you said it well right there. Like, like, I don't know who I'd trust in. Like I I've got awesome parents, dude, but there's some things in life where I'm like, I like, if I didn't have God, I don't know who I'd trust in, you know? Yeah, exactly. That's rad, man. Love it, dude. Well, dude, God has certainly worked in your life and you could totally see how, you know, he's changed you. Um, and it was, it was rad too. I think you got really across there, like people who aren't really sure about Christianity. I think in our conversation, you kind of opened up what it's like to kind of ignore stereotypes of the church of God and just like you did open that Bible with an open heart, read through it, um, with an open heart and question it. It's not bad yeah. to question it, question it, explore it. Google it, uh, reach out to friends that are Christians, ask them questions, you know, yes. get plugged into a church, ask them questions. I mean, a good church will welcome people. I mean, I'm blessed to be a part of a church where like, you know, they'll invite anyone in any life stage in, love on them and just teach them that gospel, you know? And yes. so, you know, I'm praying that people can get plugged into churches like that too. And I always say that people listening, if someone's listening in on your area or someone in my area or wherever you are, just DM us and you know we know yeah. we know a lot of churches we're in the mix and so we can always guide people to a good spot to kind of explore you know yeah and also like yeah I don't think anyone should ever feel bad about having questions about the Bible or or God or anything because like if you're gonna like change your whole life <laughs> to be like this like shouldn't you be concerned like shouldn't you <laughs> want to like know that it's for real shouldn't you like you know what I mean? Like, right. I respect that. I think that is, that's good. And like, if, yeah, if anyone has questions about whatever, like I'm down to like, if anyone wants to message me or whatever, I think that's awesome. And, and you too, I'm sure you like welcome that and like oh, for want sure. people to, and like, also it's like, if somebody asks me stuff and they don't believe and they're, they're like, just curious, I'm not going to be like, like, tr- like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to give you the best answer I can give and it's not, to try to persuade you that I'm right. But it's like, you need to ask that. And they're like, you need to ask people you respect too. And like people that have been a Christian longer than you and like people that, you know, um, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. people that, um, you respect and that you feel like are going to hear your question out and not just like, you know, assume like, Oh, this guy's doubting God. He's not like, he's not doing the right thing. Like right. just do this or that. It's like, you got to, feel free to like say what's actually on your mind because God, God already knows all that. Like he's not surprised that we don't get everything. Like, Oh yeah. It's all good. Oh know? yeah, dude. And, and like, yeah, no one should ever make you feel bad for <clears throat> like doubting. Cause dude, I mean, I've been, <clears throat> I grew up in the church and as a kid and didn't really start walking with God fully till I was, you know, t- till like six years ago. But dude, I doubt God numerous times, <laughs> you know? And it's like, being and just knowing what to do with that, you know, like you said, go to someone that you know that you look up to that's plugged in to God's word and be able to sit and talk with them. Um, 
Because, you know, the Bible says that the battle that we're fighting on this earth, it's not flesh and blood, it's spiritual, you know. Yeah. So there's like the enemy out there, he's trying to make us doubt, you know. And it's okay to doubt, um, but like it's what do we do with it, you know. Do we just right. doubt and keep doubting, just turn away from from the faith? Because if we do, we're going to miss out on a lot of good stuff. Yeah, because I think we, when yeah. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, I think when you do nothing with it, that's when it can go sour. Like, for me, I went to a Christian school, and, like, sometimes I would kind of get that, like, almost like um, someone looking down on you for asking a question, yep. whatever. And um, that's that's not good. But I think also, like, we need each other. And so, like you were saying, like, so, talking to someone that's plugged in somewhere, and also just, like, being able to have those conversations with your friends um, I think strengthens people's faith. Um, and that's, that's what we need. You know, we need to be able to come to each other and build each other up and like accept each other when we're struggling and all that. And I think that sometimes Christians want to be perfect so hard that they don't allow that to happen and they don't allow growth in that way. Um, cause things happen to people like, yo, someone's parents die or whatever. They're going to need to like talk to you about it and be real and like tell you, what they're thinking and like if they're mad you know or whatever like they need to be able to feel free to do that and come before god their father and like say that and like understand that he knows them and you know what i mean yeah like I, I think it's lame when people are so scared because they want to keep this clean image yeah like that's really bad that's really bad and like everyone in the bible like god there's people god like david god was saying like david's the man you know like he was saying that about david but david did like a lot of stuff wrong yeah <laughs> and he, he admitted it he was like all right god i screwed up so bad and it's like only my fault you know and like god god and him had a good relationship because he he wasn't perfect but he didn't claim to be and he didn't try to like keep it a secret you know he was just trying to stay close and like we're all gonna mess up but like if we can just come to god and admit it and like have those conversations with our friends we'll all be closer to god and each other which is what the church is for i think so amen dude no it is it is yeah. i mean there's another verse where it says that the apostle paul is saying just go out and encourage one another as believers just be encouraging and uplift one another it. you know yeah. <laughs> so no dude that's awesome that's an awesome word right there so well right on man like we hit so many good points on like faith and stuff and so i definitely pray that people are you know, this encourages other people out there. Um, and so getting close to closing up here, but before we do that, we, we kind of skimmed over um, how you actually got into skateboarding. So oh, yeah. maybe we can touch on that real quick. Cool. Yeah, I'll try to try to summarize it kind of quick. But um, <laughs> you could probably talk about yeah. it forever like most of us the oh, skateboarders yeah, could. I love, <laughs> yeah, I love talking about skating. But um, so uh, <laughs> the first time I ever saw skating – was uh, on MTV, there was a music video called Scrape. Do you remember that song? The no, who's that by? Dude, I can't remember the band name, but it's on YouTube. If you look up like Scrape music video okay. or whatever, <laughs> it'll come up. I forget the band, but dude, it's literally just like pro skaters like sacking handrails, like the whole video. <laughs> it's like dudes, like there's like a guy like 15, like people trying to 50 kink rails and like hitting their head and like, that's the whole video, and I think it was, I don't, I can't remember, but somewhere between, like, 1998 and, like, 2000 or 2001, somewhere in there, and uh, is, I Is it by Unsane? 
Yes, Unsane. <laughs> okay, I'll you have know? to watch and that later. <laughs> dude, I saw that on TV, and I was like, Mom, Mom, Dad, Dad. Like, I was like five or six or something like that. And I was like, I need to do this. Like, this is the best thing <laughs> I need ever. to sack like, myself on a rail. <laughs> I need to go sack a rail now. And, like, my parents did not, like, they didn't get it. They just kind of thought it was funny. Because you know how kids just get into everything? Like, yeah. I want to be, like, a dancer. Or, like, I want to be a cook. Like, they just get into whatever. Oh, yeah. I think they thought it was like that. But my cousin, like, two weeks later got a skateboard. And, like, he wasn't really using it. But I would go over there every day and be like, can I use your skateboard? Can I use your skateboard? And I just did that every day for, like, weeks. And um, eventually my parents were like, okay, we'll get you a skateboard. And they got me a Star Wars holographic, like, Walmart board. Yes. Dude. And um, I, like, skated it so much. And the wheels were plastic and they, like, broke. And um, so then I had to go back to borrowing my cousin's board. And uh, he was a couple years older than me, so I think he got so annoyed that he just, like, gave it to me eventually because he couldn't stand me, like, knocking on the door every day. He lived, like, a block away from me. And it was, like, some, like, not a Walmart board, but not a real board either. Like, I want to say it was, like, an X Games board or something like that that was, like, a little bit better. (laughs) Yeah, it had at least wheels that, like, worked. And um, I ran that thing into the ground, and uh, I would watch, like, I had... uh, skate video it was the it was an atm video yes on vhs and i think it was called uh oh man i can't remember the name of the video i it's bumming me out because i know the name but it doesn't really matter anyways it was like uh it was like 30 minute video and i watched it over and over and then eventually i got one of the uh um like a couple years later, I got the Carlsbad uh, on video skateboarding VHS, like the yellow one. Oh, yeah. With Josh, I think it was like Josh Casper and like. Oh, yeah. All those dudes. And I watched that a ton and I got like, um, got the DC video when it came out. But, and then it, like for my eighth birthday, I got to like go pick out a complete. We had this shop called Dubs. It was like the only skate shop. Um, we had Piranha Alley too, but it kind of like it closed and it opened back up in the skate shop, but I didn't really get to go. So I got to go to this mall like skate shop and I got to pick out, I got like a Tom Penny flip board with uh tensors, alien workshop wheels that were like clear blue and uh halo bearings. And dude, that was the best, like probably one of the best days of my life. Like just picking out that board. That's awesome, man. After skating like crappy boards for like two or three years. And then after I learned, like I got that board, I used to do like baseball and like all that. And I just quit everything. I just like told my parents, like, I just want to skate. And they were cool enough to just let me do it. And then I learned the varial flip. And then it was all, it's all history from there. It's all history. Got the the flipboard, did the varial flip. And then. Yeah, now I was just, like, saving up my money for just, like, grip gum and, you know, what like, T-Tool, all the just little stuff, tech decks, like, everything I could, I just, like, wanted anything to do with skateboarding that I could, like, get my hands on. I'd go in Barnes & Noble where my sister didn't, like, read the magazines, and some of them were way too bad for me to be reading when I was, like, 10. Oh, yeah. Because like, Big, Big Brother. Big Brother, like, yeah, I was going to say Big Brother was probably still around then. Yeah, dude. Some of the ones I was reading were like, I remember, like, I didn't know what the stuff was they were talking about. So I'd go be like, Mom, what's XYZ? And she'd be like, <laughs> She's like what? And then I'd be like, Oh, I read it in the skate. And then she was like, 
<laughs> but I think she thought it was kind of funny, but also she was like, don't tell anyone um, what that is. Or yeah. <laughs> like she would, yeah, there was some gnarly stuff in those, but my, yeah. it was cool because my parents were like, they definitely um, like steered me towards like always like coming to them with stuff and, and praying and everything. But they yeah. also like, they didn't like cut me off from everything that like could have been bad. Yeah. Which, that's so important. Which is good. Yeah. You know? Cause like they still told me like, Hey, this isn't good. But like, they didn't make me feel like it was off limits to me. They were just like, this is potentially going to be bad for you in life. So let's like not do that. And I just be like, okay. And it was chill, but yeah, they didn't my make cousin, it. They didn't make it to where you like, there's like it was mysterious and you wanted to check it out more yeah Yeah. my cousin had that his parents kind of like banned him from like tons of stuff and it made him like more curious about it but i would just kind of be like oh yeah it's just like they just don't want you to get in trouble or whatever because i think when you explain it to a kid like why it's bad they're like oh i get it but when you you know nothing you're just like wait why can't i see this or whatever like you it like makes you more want to like do that and so I was glad that they just kind of would, they would like laugh and then be like, yeah, this isn't good. Okay. (laughs) That's rad, man. I know. I like that approach. (laughs) Yeah. Dope, man. That is, yeah, that's how I got into it. That's awesome, dude. And like you said, from the ret, from, uh, from there, the rest is history. Um, right on, dude. Oh yeah. Last, last thought is like, you know, um, those YouTube videos of people skating flat in their garage filming themselves. Oh yeah. That was just me pretty much. Dude, nice. (laughs) Just, Yeah. (laughs) guy double flipping like filming himself in the snow in the garage that was what i was doing because it was cold man right there's nowhere else you can't just go outside under the light right it was cold no, and snowy there's a there's an indoor park in like every other saturday they were open 12 to 9 and i'd and my parents would let me go and i'd stay the whole nine hours but other than that it was only just like the space of one car in the garage there was like oil on the ground and stuff, but like I was so down. So many of us have that memory, man. I remember, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, where I grew up, it, it, it would get pretty cold at night sometimes and you'd slam your hand on the ground. It hurt pretty bad. Um, but I, yeah. I would, n- nothing like where you grew up, but I would go in the garage and skate at night sometimes. And I remember, yeah, falling and like getting up and my new shirt was like, just there's oil all over it from the car. <laughs> oh yeah. Those, those are valuable times. Putting oh, in the yeah. hours. But now slam your board into the garage door, you know? <laughs> yeah, break something of your mom's and then, like, have to tell her and feel scared. <laughs> yeah, dude. I learned Shoot my trick. Into a vase. Mom, I landed a, I landed a burial flip, but I broke your vase. Yeah, exactly. Right on, brother. Well, dude, a couple, couple little things to fire off here uh, as we close. Um, what is your current setup? I know you're riding an unlikely, but yep, yeah, what do you got 8. going? 8.5. 8.5 for that. Um I got independent 149s. Um, they actually have the base plate of the 159s because it has the extra, like, you know, it has, like, the extra holes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like that because I do a lot of tail slides, and I always, like, run through my whole base plate, like, really quick. So <laughs> I, like, get the base plate from the 159s, and I put it on the 149 hanger. Dude, that's genius. Um, I've never thought about that. It gives you some extra tail slide room, so it's kind of nice. But, yeah, that's what I got for the trucks. And then um, uh, the wheels, I think, are – I'm waiting on getting some more Wub ones right now. So I have just a Bones STF 52s, I think. Nice. And um, the bearings are like – I have no idea. They're just whatever (laughs) – like I break one and I just put one in, like I have like a little bag in my backpack of just whatever bearings. Yeah. 
and I think I've just been like replacing one for like five years. So I have so many different <laughs> bearings in there and they're all bad, but eventually I'll probably just come to my senses and get new ones. But yeah. And then, uh, is there anything like Jessup grip tape, I guess? <laughs> right on Jessup grip. Cool, man. Yeah. So a good yeah. setup, dude. That eight point five. I love the eight point five. That's the best. Yeah, I can't really like. I used to skate eight and eight two five, but my homie Robbie, um, he really like helped me out, giving me boards when he had a job, and like I didn't. And he wrote eight five, so I just like went up to eight five. And then when I got a job, I like went and bought an eight, and I was like, oh, I can't even skate anymore. And then I was, I got an eight two five, and I was like, oh, I still can't skate. And then I just went back to the eight five and. I recently tried skating an 838, and I was like, ah, I just need to skate 85, man. I know, so man. I, that's where I'm at now. I just do it. That's but the best. Good. That's the best. Right on, dude. And then how about a uh, favorite skate obstacle? Skate obstacle? Probably, um, so thing I skate the most would be, like, just any ledge. Like yes, love at it. Battleground. Yeah, just the le- there's, like, a long ledge. I skate that, like, every, every time I am out there. Um, but... Beside from that, like that's what I kind of want to skate. That's what I'm trying to skate. But if I'm just like skating around, I really like skating curb cuts. Like I like trying to like do a trick into the curb cut and then do a trick out of the other one, oh, like sick. really quick. Yeah. So like my favorite feeling one that I've done a couple of times is like kickflip into the curb cut and then back three off the sick, like the next man. one. And if if some of them are tighter than others, so like sometimes it's pretty easy, but sometimes it's like a a little over a car's width so like you have to set up really quick but i kind of like doing stuff like that like i catch myself getting stuck trying something where i have to like land with my feet perfect to do it i don't know why so like that just i like skating curb cuts because you can like 180 in and then like try to alley-oop switch 180 the other one but it's like you got to land right otherwise you can't do the second one so something like therapeutic about that for me like skating like that that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I get hung up on little little obstacles like that here and there, too. That's rad. Feels good. Yeah, man. Uh, all right. So how about your favorite trick? Favorite trick? Okay. Um, probably, probably just a shove it, but I think beside that switch heel, those both feel good. But yeah, shove man. it was like my first trick, so that one, like, I still just feels good to do it you know like just doing rolling around doing shove it feels awesome oh yeah oh yeah um, i hope i'm a grandpa doing shoves <laughs> dude i know you could be that yeah dude shove it <laughs> nice shove it uh front side back side shove it i'm i'm more of a back shove guy but I'm, i can rock with the front shove nice, yeah dude. i like switch switch front shoves feel like those just work good for yeah. some reason uh yeah dude i love having a trick that's just dialed in you just get it every time push that toe down yeah comes around dude so good so good all right man what's in your tape deck right now what are you listening to okay so (laughs) i listen to a lot of brian eno do you know who that guy i don't okay it's kind of sounds like some of the stuff sounds like movie soundtracks yeah um and it's just like ambient stuff but i listen to it a lot when i drive or like when i sleep or whatever like when i'm just thinking I like to just have it on, but there's uh, an album called Music for Airports that's really good, and there's one called Thursday Afternoon, and a bunch of other songs, like some of them he sings on, and some of them are like crazy, he's got a bunch of albums, but I I listen to him a lot, like I was thinking about it, because I was thinking about music I would want people to know that I'm listening to and all that, 
And I was like, man, for real though, I just listened to Brian Eno like a lot. <laughs> so well, dude, I'm gonna check him out. You, you sold me. Yeah, I think uh, to a lot of people, they'd be like, "Where's the music?" Because it's just like, it's really like subtle, just sounds and like I really like that kind of stuff. So I listened to that a lot, and then um, I listened to a band called Pomegranates a lot. They got an album called Heaven that I think is a great, great album, and those are great guys. So I would, I would, I listen to that a lot. I say that's like a one I come back to often. Um, but yeah, those are like. I was thinking of, I was just trying to think of like, what's realistic? Like, what am I actually listening to a lot? Those are like two, two, um, like an artist in an album that I listen to a lot, I guess. For sure, man. I like, well, I like well, all kinds of stuff. It's just as you do. Like, I know you got a wide oh, yeah. palette and I respect that. I listen to a lot of random stuff and yeah, I definitely find myself, I stumble upon other music. Like I think I was listening to, uh, Com Tr- Com Truce the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. And then there's some suggestions, and I just started listening to some stuff, and it was just straight like ambient electronic stuff. Like I don't even know who it was, but I just get locked into that, and it's just like like you, like you just start kind of like I think a lot when I'm listening to that stuff. Yeah. So yeah. Like, oh yeah. Gives you. I draw like every morning too. Like when I get coffee do the bible and like i draw i love like playing that because it just makes me like focus whereas like if there's like a tv on or like one person talking in the background i just like hone in on that so i like to just have like something going that like drowns out all the other stuff that like like my brain will just dude that's why i have trouble reading sometimes like i'll be reading and I'll be like, two pages went by. I don't even remember what happened. Like, cause I was just thinking about, you ever have that happen? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time, dude. dude. So All the, the music, time. The music helps or even like a fan, like that will somehow help me like actually like think when I'm doing something. So oh, that's for, good. Sure, for sure, dude. No, I'm, I'm right there with you. So <laughs> do it, man. So if you're not skateboarding, um, what are you up to? Um, okay. Probably, I think realistically, probably teaching skateboarding but um aside from that like yeah every day coffee's always happening that's always part of it drawing i do that every day and then i play music like randomly too i do it more in the winter because i can't skate as much so that's good like i um i'm in a couple bands and like we just we just did a show in wisconsin and got back but like it's kind of nice because like i wouldn't do it i don't like if i lived in california I don't think I would do music because I just like skating so much. But then, like, in the winter, it's, like, a great opportunity, like, to just sit down and, like, play guitar or piano or drums for, like, a few hours. And, like, so, yeah, I'm, that that's music, art, skating, teaching skating. Awesome. That's probably. Dude, it's, a, yeah. <laughs> it's such a good mix. It all ties in. I love it. I love it. So, right on, Peter. Well, man, um, if anyone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, yeah, probably, probably Instagram. Um, probably just sending me a message on there. Sometimes it goes into like this weird folder. You ever had that happen? So oh, like if, yeah, if, if it's, someone uh, messages me and I don't answer, just like comment on something and be like, Hey, I messaged you. Cause that happened to me recently. Like a guy I know hit me up and I think he thought I just wasn't answering him, but it went into like some weird spam folder because I like didn't I didn't follow them yet or something. Yeah, so. if, if you're not following them, uh, then it goes into like a pending 
you have to like go a- look for it. Approved. Kind of, so. Yeah, I felt so bad. If anyone, yeah, I've I've missed some people's messages through there, so I apologize to those yeah, people. Yeah, I also have like uh, my email. I check every day, so I'm pretty on that. So if someone had like a legit thing, my my email is just my name, like Peter dot Jeremy dot Morris at Gmail dot com. So that's a that's a good one too. Like let's say someone had like something that was serious or like I didn't get the message or whatever. I check that because like all the parents that schedule lessons they send emails. So I probably check my email like more than a normal person would but the phone has helped the email greatly i must say like just being able to pop it up on your phone is so nice but yeah for for sure man for sure and then your instagram is uh Uh, peter jeremy yeah just one one word peter jeremy right on dude and then uh i'm gonna have all of the all of your sponsors uh mentioned down in the description um and dude thanks so much for hopping on the podcast tonight and sharing kind of your story of how you got into skateboarding and how, you know, your, your progression through faith, uh, has, has gone. And I think it's going to be really encouraging to a lot of people, dude. So any last words you want to throw out there? Man, well, I definitely want to thank you and just say that, um, I think what you're doing is awesome. And I know that like to everybody in your life, like what you do is so important and, that's encourages me to see you just being yourself and like loving people and loving God. And I think that's really awesome. And just to say that for other people too, like, I guess a thought to leave you with is just that you're the only one of you that there is (laughs) that was made. And, uh, that's important. And there's stuff only certain people can do. And like God really values who every individual person is. And, um, so yeah, I think if just if you're like me and you feel bad about yourself sometimes, just remember that. <laughs> Amen, dude. Well said. Well said. I, I know that's going to be encouraging to a lot of people. And yeah, no matter what you got going in your life, you know, God, God uh, made you specifically. And you know, there's another verse in the Bible where it talks about if we're going through something hard, you know, that's that's going on because we're, you know we're we're made to endure through it and help other people going through that same thing. We're here to just encourage people, lift people up, and the most powerful tool we have of sharing the gospel is just telling people our story, how God has worked in our lives. And uh, I mean, yeah. there's there's nothing that beats that. I mean, it's so powerful. So, uh, Peter, thanks so much for coming on, man. Thanks for um, you know taking a pause from the lessons. I know it's kind of late where you are. But uh, thanks so much, brother. We love you and appreciate you, man. Hey, thank you. I I really enjoyed it. All right, right on, man. All right, later. Check it.